Welcome back to the Sudish podcast. So in the previous episode, we spoke about how the Turk forces were now changing their strategy. They collected all their troops that was previously positioned around Kartarpur, surrounding the city, and they now placed them in one big battalion. Now that would hit Kartarpur on the west side. So that's where chapter 26 begins. Both armies have now regrouped and have now started to exchange rifle and bow fire. The warriors on each side would jump within range of rifle fire, fire some shots off, and then jump back to their formations. Then Qutb Khan, one of the generals, led an attack on horseback, holding his bow and arrow as his forces rushed in uh, as he was shooting off arrows. The battle drums and instruments were now playing the rag Maru as the warriors were pitched in this fierce battle. The main general of the six, Laku, went out to meet Qutb Khan on the battlefield. Laku rode out on horseback with a bow in his hand, but the other generals and men were getting in the way between him and Qutb Khan. So Laku was busying himself shooting down all the warriors in front of Qutb Khan. There was one really high-ranking officer who was wearing beautiful jewelry, had very expensive weapons on the battlefield. Now this caught the eye of Laku. So Laku went out and set out, set out a powerful arrow that pierced uh, his heart. This soldier then fell on the floor hard you know, falling off his horse. This pissed off the other high-ranking soldiers, as well as Qutb Khan, who then all tried to pounce on Laku. Qutb Khan shouted out to Laku saying, stay still, where, where are you going? I'll get my revenge on you. So after this, Qutb Khan then shoots off an arrow, aiming for Laku's heart. This arrow goes straight through Laku's left shoulder. Laku now unable to hold his bow, is not discouraged at all. He then, with his right hand, draws his sword and he turns his horse straight to Qutb Khan, galloping quickly towards him. Qutb Khan saw this and immediately he turns his horse back to retreat. Other soldiers got in the way between Qutb Khan and Laku now. And Laku was furious at this, you know, he's dripping with blood, he's holding his sword, and he was just chopping the Turk soldiers down. You know, some of them, he was just chopping their heads off clean before they would fall off their horses. You know, Laku's eyebrows were raised, he was enraged, He's trying to get close to Qutb Khan, working his, through, working his way through the other Turk soldiers. Qutb Khan looked back and saw all the soldiers in the way that they were getting chopped up by Laku. So he turns back. He's looking at Laku who's drenched in blood, who has this massive injury on his left side of his chest, whose eyes are red, who's holding this Qutb sword in his right hand. So he then shoots an arrow, which injures Laku's horse. So Laku then jumps off to dismount. And as he's doing this, he's yelling out to Qutb Khan saying, Stay still, I'm coming after you. But at this moment, the Turk soldiers had surrounded Laku because now he was on foot. So some of them were shooting their rifles, some were trying to strike him with swords and spears, but Laku was so quick and agile that he was able to move out of the way, chopping down the Turks, even slicing off the face of their horses. Laku was trying to get to Qutb Khan and was pressing back all the soldiers who had surrounded him. One high-ranking soldier was amazed at this and called out to his troops saying, There's only one warrior here. Why are you scared? Just go kill him. At this moment, Qutb Khan was also pissed at his soldiers and he took it upon himself. So he rode closer to Laku and pulling back his bow, he shoots an arrow which critically injured Laku, who then fell to the ground. At that point, the other soldiers closed the distance and one Turk decapitated Laku with his sword. But Laku at that point had killed had killed countless Turks, and when he died, the heavenly damsels, the Apasana, they came down from heaven 
and showing Laku their beautiful body, then they then placed him on their craft to take him up to heaven with them. So Qutb Khan was praised by the Tughlaq soldiers at this time for taking down such a great warrior. And at that opportune time, Ghali Khan, the main general of the Turks, spoke out to Pandey Khan, saying, and now is the opportune time to go capture Guru Hargobin. Pandey Khan heard this and got pumped up, saying, I'm going right now. Watch me use my strength and capture to capture Guru Hargobin. I'll drop him from his horse and bring him right back here, just in one moment. Ghali Khan praised him and saying, Remember that oath that you took in the court of Shah Jahan, that you would go capture Guru Hargobin. So now go fulfill this oath. Bandekhan hears this and then replies saying, I'm not afraid of anything. Just prevent the other Sikh forces from disturbing my battle with Guru Hargobind. I'll put on a show for you guys. So now prepare and help me as I go in. So then Bandekhan picked out specially uh, the best warriors of his side to aid in his attempt to block the Sikh forces from coming to the aid of Guru Hargobind. So out of this group they made his son-in-law, Asman Khan, the main commander of the specially picked troops. So out of all the main force, this special force separated themselves from the main Turk army for a little bit. And Guru Hargobind seeing this knew what was their plan and he himself separated from the Sikh forces. He placed Bidichand as the main commander of the Sikh forces now that Lakhu had fallen in the battle. So Guru Hargobind gave the orders to hold the ground here and just pelt them with rifle fire. Bidijan and the main Sikh force there, including Baba Gurditta, were doing just that, shooting the rifles, bows against the Turks. But now listen to the story of how Pandey Khan battles with Guru Hargobind, which was watched by warriors on both sides of the battlefield. And this is where chapter 26 ends. And then the next chapter, the duel between Pandey Khan and Guru Hargobind takes place, which is one of the most iconic memories and stories of Guru Hargobind's life. So that's what we'll pick up next time. But as always, we would like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page. Ah!